0: Yo, neighbors, welcome back to the Strange Neighborhood Podcast, and today we are welcoming back one of my favorite guests, the man who needs no introduction in this circle, Random Randy from Random Facts, and I just had the pleasure of having, like, the best conversation ever with him. I thought we were going to talk about old world shit, but we got really, like, existential and, like... (laughs) deep on this and it was like exactly what the conversation i wanted to have and um very serendipitous and i just want to thank randy again for coming on such a great episode yeah you guys are really gonna like this episode and uh i don't know i don't want to give too much away i don't want to tell you guys what we talked about because it was just like everything was like bang 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 and like uh it's just like as a whole the episode was really good I'm not sure what I'm gonna call it still. (laughs) But it's episode thirty and I think uh three is my favorite number, so um it's an honor to have Random Randy at number thirty this week. We are blowing through twenty 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 twenty-two. There's too many fucking twos. (laughs) And uh this year has just like brought so much to me so much abundance i hope it's brought abundance to you too without any more blabbing because i'm obviously like (laughs) i've had a wild week okay there's been lots going on i mean great stuff it's just been busy and so i'm a little bit frazzled but this conversation is just fucking great and you guys are gonna love it and think it's dope so i'll just let you carry on through to the episode love you guys it oh. was strange oh. To the strange neighborhood podcast we're here for episode 30 with random randy you want to say hi
1: absolutely i appreciate you having me on um i'm glad to be part of the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah dude it's it's an amazing time we're living in a lot of people would disagree i think um but maybe that's just the narrative we're being spun i think more people than not are finding some growth you know through yeah. this this whole thing um and it's getting more and more interesting (laughs) every day uh you know the deeper i dig on on certain fronts the more i realize i definitely don't know um Mm -hmm. but it makes it makes a lot of speculation really fun Um, makes life a lot more interesting when you can kind of admit to yourself and others like listen i don't know anything but i'm not okay with the believing nothing like i was kind of taught you know growing up through the the gothic 90s right mm-hmm. and and then like the emo mm-hmm. 2000s like we're, we're pretty like schooled on how to not give a shit you know everybody you know degaff, right like mm-hmm. it, and you know that's i mean that's an okay way to be when you're like 13 but right? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you get you get a little bit older and it's like wow well apparently i'm gonna be here for a while as you know many of my like younger gothic friends back in the day, none of us thought we were going to see to make it, you know, past Jesus age, you know, in the thirties. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and a lot of us are still here. Most of the ones that were like, man, no, there's no way I'm going to live that long. You know, I'm going to die, you know, live fast and young and free and die young and all that. And, you know, a lot of folks, um, including myself have gotten past the point where it's like, wait a minute, apparently I'm kind of here for a reason. It seems cause I'm still here. <laughs> you know after all the stuff i put myself and others uh-huh. through i'm still here to learn <laughs> from it all and and it's it's just mind-blowing and you know this last year i don't know if we covered some of like the weird stuff that that led to like me exploring a lot of this stuff like last year was no, a big one we
0: didn't really we, we, year, we like just talked about mud yeah oh, yeah and,
1: and yeah. And so there's a lot of other things that are like coming at me from different angles, like really showing me like, dude, you don't really know anything. And um, so last summer, we'll start with last summer. Last summer, I had a, a, a night, went out with a friend into a field out here in Iowa. And I set out with the intention to see something, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, you know, by this point, I was, like, kind of down with the whole, um, like, Pleiadians or at least other civilizations outside of this bubble that we're in or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was like, all right, I'm going to set out and I'm going to see something out in this field tonight up in the sky. It was a beautiful, clear night. um, And, you know, out here, there's no light pollution. So, I mean, you could see all the stars in the sky. It was just amazing. Luckily for me, I had a friend with me and we're out in the... Uh, out in the field out there, just kind of laying in the back of a pickup truck, looking at the sky. And so I put on and, and this is where it gets kind of weird. Um, I kind of don't know what to think about the whole experience simply because I played this protocol on my phone. Um, it's called c e five and and yeah. or seti And so it's like become a pretty common thing. A lot of people have had a lot of luck with this, which, is kind of suspect in itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you set out <laughs> yeah. and you're out in the field with your cell phone, you know what I mean? Like how easily is that being manipulated to like project blue beam, all of us, right? Like a lot of people thinking are expecting about that a
0: lot with that. <laughs> because like that just seems like the whole thing seems really suspicious and how it's like pushed really like to the forefront. Right. And, and by, by yeah. the
1: Rockefellers and, and, you know, by these groups that we know are, you know, historically uh, yeah nefarious (laughs) is one thing but but definitely in the controller seat right yeah they're definitely in line with um you know other entities maybe called custodians um or maybe anunnaki right so there's a level of knowledge that we don't have as your regular you know layperson or whatever um we don't really know what those upper tiers of like I mean, it seems obvious that it's a pyramid top-down kind of thing going on, much mm-hmm. like corporations, which mm-hmm. which the United States is, all right? I think that that's, you know, very important for people to understand that this. <laughs> this place is a business, you know, yeah. like this, this place is, and it's more, to me, it seems like it's more than just, like, gold and mining and things like that. I think that's a big part of it, and I've, you know, done some dives into mining and things like that, and yes. um, so, you know, I know that that's a part of it. But then, like, on another front, after looking into, like, the Kabbalion and, you know, hermetic teachings, you start to see that, like, there's a different kind of extraction going on here. And each of us are, like, directly involved in extracting a purity out of our own souls and our our own consciousness. And Mm -hmm. so it gets super woo-woo, which, you know, leads me to look at things like Gaia, where I find out about the CE5 protocol. So I set out to have this experience. And mm-hmm. before that, I hadn't had never been on a podcast, haven't ever uh, ever done anything but dive down rabbit holes and kind of comment to myself about things. So I went out, and we're out there in this field. And I was like, all right, play the the thing on YouTube or whatever it was. And it's like binaural music, mm-hmm. um, kind of guiding you into a meditation. So I go along with it, start meditating, start kind of just willing, hey, If you're up there, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. y'all the the song uh, Sky is a Neighborhood by Foo Fighters comes to mind whenever I Mm -hmm. think about that kind of stuff. And interestingly enough, they had an experience out at one of these concerts, you know, somewhere where the Foo Fighters came on, they're playing Sky is a Neighborhood, and suddenly there's UAPs and stuff everywhere. So really? Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, is that by design? You know what I mean? Is that part of this whole Project Bluebeam thing? Like, I feel like
0: it's just, them like trying to like, uh, do like a soft opening of like Project Bluebeam, like try it at the rock concert. I think
1: that's a big part of, of all of this is mm -hmm. it's like a soft introduction through, um, Hollywood, what we're shown on popular media, popular culture, we are being introduced to aspects of life that not everybody's ready for, you know, not everybody's ready to have a UAP experience or even consider uh, life other than humanity. I think it's pretty yeah. egotistical to be like, oh, we're the only ones. We're the end all be all uh, to consciousness. Like, And <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had like a really crazy heavy stoned experience or a psychedelic experience when you're like, dude, consciousness is heavy. <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like you know there's it. more to it than yeah. this it's more than just a seven billion people ants running around like there's, there's something behind happening. here yeah. <laughs> right a lot that we're just not privy to you know yeah. and, and i don't think that we're not privileged to it like for any nefarious reason i think that it just you know after coming down here we clearly if we if we've been here before or have had other lives we clearly forget all of that stuff when we come here it seems to be a recurring mm. theme um, you know even in the lord of the rings when gandalf comes back he f- has forgotten himself so oh, you know yeah. there's something to this it's it's like a a com- key component to a lot of different tales throughout history so you know when something's repeated much like you know uh, your your average uh, church goer might say, well, if it's repeated in the Bible, it's important. Well, if it's repeated in <coughs> culture, if it's repeated throughout time, um, in different genres, maybe there's something to it, right? Like maybe it's a hint to pay attention. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I went with it, went out in this field, and and started basically. Um, some people might call it like summoning, you know, UFOs. Um, and you know, for the moment, I was like. Go with it. Went with the flow. Kind of opened my heart up to it. You know, was vibing really, really heavy, like really high. Mm-hmm. I mean, like really lightly. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a beautiful experience. And for the better part of probably forty-five minutes, was able to kind of gesture to different areas in the sky and and request a, you know a a a visible sign. You know mm-hmm. that that you're keying into what I'm thinking and and my meditation. Show me something here to the left at, you know, two o'clock or over here to the right at three o'clock, you know, and after probably about 20, 30 minutes of successfully pointing to different areas. And, and this was also to verify that the person with me was seeing what I was seeing. Mm. And that there could not how are you going to plan something like that? You know, like, listen, mm. I'm going to take you out to a field and uh, summon some UFOs. And, like, how would I have, like, what, called my buddies, you know, in in the NSA or something to have them put lights in the sky? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on on the blue beam side of things, uh, there's enough particulates in the atmosphere that if they want to project something, they can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of a, a no-brainer. Holograms are pretty common. people understand that it's a technology that is in use. Um, but, you know, how does it work when it has to do with, all right, I'm going out out here and Setting an intention is my phone picking up on this intention through some of the microprocessors and things, possibly, but I prefer to look at it like, like it was a meaningful event, and it, and it really mm-hmm. was. And it changed a lot of things about my life. Um, which of course, a lot of these things were, were set by intention, also. So I can't, mm-hmm. con- you know, attribute all of it to saw lights in the sky suddenly I decided I want to talk to the world about everything. I was kind of already lining that decision up, but this was just
0: catalyst or something. Yeah.
1: It was just a kick, a huge kick in the ass. And then like shortly after that ended up getting a hold of, uh, you know, mystic Mark over there at my family thinks I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. And he was cool enough to have me on like fresh out of the gate. I didn't know what I was doing. We looked at, uh, you know, some pictures of different areas in like the Midwest and just how strange, Everything seemed right about like the year 1850, 1870, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the 1800s, really weird stuff. Now, before that, I had only really seen like red bricks work on melted buildings on yes. like the Titanic, mm-hmm. you know. So I was kind of new into that stuff, but I had begun looking locally like it. What's going on? But um, we'll jump back to that in a second. But as far as the lights in the sky, I don't know how, but somehow I was able to demonstrate not just for myself, but for the person with me that these things are responding to my cues. So Can that you was weird. Can tell
0: people like what you, what you typically see? When, like some people aren't familiar with uh, CE5 and what people see. Like what yeah. like when you say they're responding, just describe it for the audience maybe.
1: Yeah. So um, if you could imagine seeing a star, a star appear out of nowhere in the night sky, like where there wasn't one a moment before, looking mm-hmm. very similar to a star, a, a very similar kind of, whitish bluish somewhat shifting light um and seeing this not only occur in singles but sometimes in pairs sometimes moving at different angles like i would gesture to an area and and say all right i see the the blinking light up there now like move it so i know that you're picking up on what i'm asking and the thing would slide over to the left or to the right and it was just it was insane like how how am i dictating lights you know however many feet or miles up in the sky how how is this working you know and my conspiratorial thought was oh you know of course they've got a device in my uh in my phone or (laughs) you know whatever and Mm. like that's an okay way to go about it it's a little bit black pilled and like doom and gloom Mm -hmm. you know like um oh and of course they decide to mow the lawn right now
0: (laughs) it's fine you sound good still
1: Right on, yeah. So um, I knew that was gonna happen, but it's all right. Um, so so just going out and like dictating what these weird lights in the sky are doing is weird enough. But like setting out with an intention and a meditation and kind of a protocol brings it to like a ritual. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it became uh, an intent, to, uh, an intention based act in order to create a certain result, and that's that's a ritual, right? Like you get mm-hmm. up in the morning, make your coffee with the intention of waking your ass up. And it does. And sometimes you can have a decaf coffee, not even know it because your attention, your intention is to wake the fuck up, you know, so. Mm -hmm. So my intention was to see these lights. I did over and over again. And it just it blew my mind. The person I was with didn't really understand what the hell was going on I was pretty floored by it like mm-hmm. um this is a person that maybe doesn't believe in aliens or anything like that <laughs> and and so it was mind-blowing to her to to see that and to to share that moment with me and so it was it was incredible and you know after that I was like well you know I really want to maybe I'll never get to the bottom of this but look into it and find out what's going on you know is it a consciousness thing like Like Dr. Stephen Greer suggests that, you know, you're using your high vibration to send out like a light signal to other entities. Are these entities like plasma beings, which may very well be considering the way these lights were behaving in the sky and the intelligent nature that they were, you know, showing themselves. Um, So it just opens up so many possibilities once you like step through that threshold of, hey, this can and did happen somehow right? Like, so, you you know, your mind goes, well, right out of the gate, like I was saying, oh, they're they're just listening to my cell phones. It's, you know, all, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's all Mm -hmm. Google and CERN and all that. Like, you can go down that road, but like, if you, even, even you go down that path, right? And you say, okay, they are creating, something is creating this phenomena. And then you start thinking about, well, what for, especially after, coming out, doing the podcast, uh, putting up the YouTube video, seeing responses from other curious people, um, as far as like their own specific weird little synchronicities and stuff, um, and seeing that like somehow by design, this experience helped nudge me through the threshold of possibility. And so I don't see that as a, as you know, a nefarious or a dark thing. And Weirdly enough, this may sound like a little, I don't know masonic or, <laughs> or whatever. but like I, I guess I kind of understand what the purpose is of these organized you know groups and these custodial types. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's like a method to extract creativity. and, and it works. And whatever they're doing, they've got you know psychology down. they know enough about the human creature and the human mind to be able to sway that like Mm -hmm. ever so subtly sometimes, but sometimes very obviously. And like, clearly, like, like to me, anyway, it was clear that this was something to show me, listen, you know, keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. And people have experiences throughout their life that kind of convince them to go through with something or not. Some would call it intuition. I think intuition is a good word for it. Um, But then, you know, you look into, like, the possibility that we are all connected and of one kind of consciousness, and we're just little units. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some of these concepts come from things like the Gaia Network. So this is, like, mainstream theory, right? Like, mainstream philosophy nowadays. Like, the Anunnaki story, mainstream. Um, You know, maybe not to everybody, but when you have on CNN them showing UFOs, uh. And saying they don't know anything about it. And then you have this kind of backdoor group that's also run by the same media people on Gaia telling you the specifics Mm -hmm. you've got to go, okay, like there's something that they're letting us know without letting us really know anything Um, because we're everything that we're told and given fits a certain purpose and, and like fulfills a certain need for motivation for Mm. people. And And this definitely did that for me it it served a motivation to push me outside of my own like comfort zone because it was as amazing as it was it was kind of uncomfortable briefly you know aside from the the just joy and like kind of insanity that this is actually happening to me after seeing you know ufo videos hearing comments on how this might work and this was like the second time i saw like ufos or uaps whatever you want to call it in my life the the last time Uh, Unfortunately, I was like really, really stoned and was hanging out with my girlfriend at the time. And we saw this kind of crazy crescent shaped, almost looked like a slice of the moon, but it kept shifting like from uh, the the moon shape, like a crescent, like a dark orange, kind of yellow to like just three or four white lights arranged in a pattern. So I'd seen something strange before And, you know, even went and reported it to MUFON. I never heard anything from them or anything like that. This was (laughs) probably in uh, 2012, oddly enough. Um, So there's been some weird stuff going on in the sky for, like, a long time. And a lot of people noticed. And so what that is exactly, you know, I can't pretend to understand. I don't have wings. Uh, You know, like I've told people before, I don't have wings. I can't fly up and see how flat or round the Earth is. I can't go up and see if it's a giant ship or just a bunch of little drones with lights, you know, like, I can't go do that. But I mean, being out in the middle of like nowhere in Iowa, like, what would they like send out a platoon of drones just for me? You know what I mean? Just for me to have this experience at night? I I don't think that that's realistic. Um, And I mean, that would almost necessitate space being real. And I don't know that that's the case, really. You know what I mean? Like looking at it a little bit kind of from a I try to be objective point of view. I don't think that anything we're told really about the scientific uh, structure of this world, it, none of it's 100%. So why we would believe that we know what's 100 miles above us, let alone you know several million, like the moon is supposed to be, uh, I, I just don't think they're going to give that information to us. What they give us is enough information to establish kind of a baseline understanding so that you can a either question it and look for bigger broader more unbelievable and ultimately incredibly possible answers or uh, or you know decide you don't care which a lot of people do decide you don't care you're just gonna go to work every day come home you know um, take your zoloft or your xanax or whatever and like disregard everything strange and wonderful that happens right and and unfortunately like a lot of us get set into that mode where we're like oh no it's just bullshit you know what i mean um and and part of that stuff is like for good reason when you see movements like the q movement you know disappointed Mm -hmm. a lot of people made a lot of people (laughs) believe that there's no such thing as you know benevolence you know so it did its job basically is what i'm Mm -hmm. saying um yeah and there's a lot of that there's a there's a lot of bunking debunking rebunking a lot of this mm. stuff going on to kind of keep you spinning in a circle um but what i find more enjoyable and a lot more fun to think about and and you know as a method of thinking about things is just completely open-minded um nothing is impossible uh, everything to some degree is possible so why not right like mm-hmm. why not? yeah what, why not what if all right these are light beings in the sky and since i've done a lot of like research on like quantum theory um, kind of, uh, what do you call it, quantum entanglement, all these weird kind of aspects of what we're given as science. And all of these things suggest that there's this underlying kind of network or web or ether, you know, sitting behind everything, behind the scenes, kind of allowing us all to exist and share these moments in this place. And so it seems pretty, I don't know, believable to me that if there is an underlying thing like the ether that it would have some form of intelligence or sentience it wouldn't be something that we would understand mean yeah. little human people and stuff and you know going down like all the rabbit holes of sentience and and energy uh living plasma electric universe theory going down all these rabbit holes has just shown me that i like i know absolutely nothing because more and more information is being presented every single day Uh, kind of on all fronts like if you seek information you will find it it doesn't matter what side of the story you want what side of the fence you Mm -hmm. want to stand on like -hmm. you're gonna find the information to back up what you're saying and the weird thing is is like it seems like that information doesn't present itself until you've already come to the conclusion that that's the thing you want to pursue so it's like this all weird living plasma uh, intention-based system that seems to be operating behind the scenes, which gives, you know, crit- leans credibility to the ether and to the ether being something, call it kind of divine or hmm, beyond. Like that.
0: sentient.
1: Right. Right. And, and, intelligent. you know, intelligent, uh, um, intuitive, even like, mm-hmm. like everything that we consider as a human thing for consciousness, I, I think goes way beyond us. Like, mm-hmm. like, and, and in my opinion to get kind of weird dive back into old world and giants and stuff. I think a lot of what we don't understand has to do with scale. Like, um, you know, maybe there's a reason that Disney came out with a series of movies called honey, I shrunk the kids, you know, maybe we're the shrunk kids. And, and you kind of see evidence on this. Like I think we spoke last time about like the giant trees around the world that are like stumps now. So, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, giant stone things that look like animals, um, the tales that the world is on the back of a turtle or that we are that this realm was created out of a fallen chaos dragon called Tiamat. And, uh, and that's where the ocean came from and all these crazy things. Like what if, and, you know, this is out on a limb for most people, but what if there's a piece of all of these things that, you know, lends credence to reality or <laughs> I guess what we could call reality. Um, kind of without going into the simulation side, like simulations are great theory, um, but I think what we know as a simulation, like in our computers, in our phones, um, AI, and oh, all yeah, stuff, right? I, I think that it's just the next octave down. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of helps me to think about reality as like a music scale, right? And within that scale, just like within Kind of frequencies or bandwidths of light like we can see light but it's this very small thing that we're able to see um mm-hmm. we hear music but it's a very small kind of bandwidth of music or wavelength that we're able to actually hear so we know based on what we're handed that there are spectrums of light that we can't see but they still exist x-rays you know so on uh, we know there are spectrums of sound that we can't hear Um, super high pitch or super low frequencies, like dogs can maybe hear or like you could pick up if you have a certain type of receiver, like a radio Mm -hmm. receiver. So these things are are real and and kind of based in consensus reality. So kind of go with that as an explanation. But imagine, and we're going to go off way off into imagination (laughs) land here, because I think it's important, you know, to understand, like, where we come from, where we're going. Uh, again i can't pretend to know i haven't had the privilege of astral traveling yet i say yet because you know it's something that i would <laughs> love love to have happen but mm-hmm. i i think it would just it would make me complacent in this reality if i got like to go just like lay down and meditate and like shoot my soul out and go wander around and stuff i think it would it would take me away from this reality and apparently i'm here in this reality for like a reason you know, to I think be we all...
0: having a human experience,
1: right? Right, right. And yeah. see, that's some of the stuff that like on Gaia, they kind of push and preach on. Um, and I think some of these are parts of the truth, you know, like we are just a shade of human. That's why we're called human, right? Like just mm-hmm. a hue or just a shade. Like there's more to mankind or consciousness than just this little slice that we see and that we engage in. Um, Some people might call like those other aspects ghosts, you know, or demons or custodians or aliens, like all sorts of different names throughout time. But I think they're pointing at a very similar thing, whatever the mechanisms are for influence, for intuition, for inspiration, um, you know, whatever your muse is. Uh, a lot of the time people will feel like that's bigger than themselves. And, and it may very well be, you know, something outside of you. Um, science on the other hand is going to tell you, no, everything's going on in your brain. That's it. When it's done, lights out, you know, so on and so forth. But like after having a couple of pretty near death experiences, one in particular, where I was able to receive some guidance just prior to fading to black that, um, there is something bigger going on there's there's really no reason that personally i should still be here unless there's a reason for me to be here i don't know if that makes sense but um you know i've had some pretty close calls with with my own doom and um and i think that that's for a reason i think i'm here to learn something i think that you know that can be really scary when we don't understand that that it's okay like relax you know let go and learn you know, absorb the experience, don't invest too much like emotion and, and thought into this whole crazy thing going on, especially, you know, after the, the demic and everything, like I pretty much learned to disregard everything that's coming out of the TV, you mm-hmm. know, unless it's a fiction, because it seems like fiction, <laughs> is type of good stuff, you know, like, where they really put good. the
0: real stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's upside down. I mean, it's upside down world. Look at where we're mm-hmm. living in, you know, it is clown world. So in mm-hmm. clown world, how would you get valid information? You look for the fakest shit you can find <laughs> and mm-hmm. scour that stuff, you know? Um, and and if, you know, if people think there's not examples of fringe being reality, look at the novel 1984, look at, you know, Brave New World. Um, I mean, in Brave New World, Aldous Huxley like puts it across that humanity is restarted from like nothing and they're all like these clones and mm-hmm. kind of set into set into these weird little cultures by design, which very much seems to be the case, what with Tavistock Institute pulling the strings mm-hmm. since like the sixties and so on. Like, so it seems to be the case that Aldous Huxley wasn't far off uh, over like, over what? Like 80 or something years before any of this really started to unfold. You Amazing, know, we're right? like, like early, <laughs> early 1900s. I can't remember the exact name, but it, it's, it's mind blowing and it, it really makes you think. Um, and, you know, once I, I started realizing after I got out of high school in the early 2000s that the English teachers were not being allowed to teach these fictions, these key fictions like 1984, mm-hmm. Fahrenheit 451, um, Brave New World. Like they, they had to drop all that stuff and go with the curriculum, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that's telling, you know, when things get banned, um, even on a sensitive subject. Like there's this book out there about was World War Two a big lie? Right, like, mm-hmm. like, were the the sides flipped? Was Hitler the good guy? So there's a lot of, you know, varying accounts in everything in history. Like I said, you can find whatever information you're looking for, depending on mm-hmm. what side of the fence you're already standing on. So, you know, after looking at fiction and stuff like that, all um, just kind of as a means to understand uh, what has happened, because we're obviously not handed the proper or or complete story. Um, you know, I think the, the Anunnaki is in a complete story. I think that the Vedic text is not quite complete, but I think if you step back and, and you kind of put all of these things together, like in the Vedic text, you have the war of the gods that happened and just like devastated the entire earth. Meanwhile, you have, you know, John's revelation in the Bible talking about what would be the ground view of a war like that. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. like earthquakes tsunamis you know oceans turning red thirds of the thing dying right like and we have this weird kind of evidence in the fossil record and just kind of in the fact that there's like massive coal deposits or um you know black earth terra preta all around the world which would come from dead decomposing plant matter um you know so there is evidence if you're if you're willing to open your eyes and say well that that could kind of link together because you know what in this world everything is tied together, like inextricably, like uh, (laughs) with no explanation, unless you look for it, like everything is tied together. Like, you know, you you stub your toe one day and, and then are limping the next day and, you know, manage to not step out off the curb with the same speed you usually do as a bus flies by, right? Like, is that coincidence? Mm -hmm. Is it is it (laughs) is it chance? Or is everything really linked together? Um, And you know that it gets weird. It gets really weird, really fast. It can get really confusing. Um, It can get kind of lonely, you know? And and I think that that's where I was a little over a year ago was like, all right, I have all of this information spinning around my head. Everything looks really strange and suspect to me, especially looking at history as it stands from basically from like the quote discovery of America Mm -hmm. uh, onward. Right. And and then like lately I've been looking at, well, if America's just recently discovered, like where did the the need or the want to let's say the expositions are designed and built within two years, all the stuff they say, let's say that where did the influence or the motivation to create these very Roman esque settings, just massive, beautiful, like where did this come from? Where did this What's the need,
0: inspiration then? Right.
1: Where did the need come from? that everything should look Greco-Roman. Where does that come from? Now, a simple answer is, oh, it's just, you know, it was the greatest, you know, culture in history. It's just, uh, you know, kind of trying to rebuild something that maybe once was. Um, or, you know, in, in my opinion lately, I don't think it ever went away. I, I think Rome yeah. is kind of the de facto name of the control system, which we now call the New World Order. Right. Like they've rebranded themselves over and over again. I think in the past it was kind of a a Germanic type of type of Rome. Um, And there's some weird links to that that hopefully I'll be getting into soon that um, mostly like the double headed eagle. And you see the 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 Rothschild's uh, coat of arms, one of those. Um, I think it's the Rothschild's coat of arms Mm -hmm. has the double headed eagle and you find out that they're from like Austria. So like, you start looking at these things and they all kind of weirdly tie together, um, you know, on top of that, like looking at history, everything kind of lines up in a really weird way. And, and Anatoly Fomenko put it across very, like very dryly, but but very kind of specifically with the mathematics, um, charting out different events in history and, and matching them up to the previous 500 or 1000 years and seeing that they fit on top of each other perfectly so it seems like names places circumstances have been laid out in a certain pattern which yeah. if it was random it wouldn't look like that you know if it was uh organic right it wouldn't it wouldn't appear quite so fake uh, but mm-hmm. but then you have elon musk saying if it looks so fake it must be real right <laughs> I, think, I, mean, I think that's yeah I, I think that that's exactly what's going on with people you know it's like oh. Oh that's complete bullshit so it must be real like um and it's it's just this crazy mind fuck that's going on like everywhere on all fronts and it's so mind blowing and like i don't know some people are comfortable with thinking of the world through very like stereotypical or not stereotypical but very kind of commonly understood methods like geology mm-hmm. right like um like oh there's an iron core in the middle of the earth that is Spinning enough to make a magnetic field. Oh, and here's the weird thing about magnetism, right? If you have mm-hmm. a spinning molten core, you would have an ever changing, ever moving magnetic field. You yeah. wouldn't have the stable toroidal shape that we have mm-hmm. going on here. Um, at least that's my opinion. And, you know, I know my Instagram says I'm a scientist. And as far as Instagram's mm-hmm. concerned or anyone on there, yes, I am a scientist. I do my own experiments. A lot of thought experiments, a lot of research, how that separates me from the guild of scientists. I really don't know, but as far as Instagram's <laughs> concerned, I'll stick with that. I've had a couple of people talk crap on that, but I'm like, oh, just go find someone else to look at, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm all about looking at all fronts, which I think science should really be about, you know, instead of looking at one angle and like being fixated on this one angle for like 150, 200 years you know when a lot of the evidence is pointing in different directions i i don't think that as a system science is serving us currently yeah you know i just don't think that that's the case
0: okay can i ask you a question do you think there's Absolutely. like an do you think there's like an order to where to like some well to the way that the cities were laid out like the old world cities in north america and do you think that has to like if there is some kind of order does that have to do with some kind of energy grid?
1: That's a, a fantastic question. And that's, you know, something I've been looking into a lot. And just just by like by view, by like visibly looking at, you know, pictures from above of cities and certain places, it seems to be that these things are laid out exactly like the insides of our technology. So that could be a coincidence. Um, it could be tapping into, you know, the human residence and the cycles of the sun and moon which are kind of like electric poles i guess if you will um it could be tied into all that the other theory that i have is that these are schematics left for us
0: oh, that's what i've been thinking
1: like like here like <laughs> and, and the schematics are left and everything now i don't think that in the past english was used right i, I don't mm-hmm. think that an alphabetic language uh, we'll say like in the ancient past i think it was more pictographs i think that there were complete concepts you know embedded kind of similar to like japanese or chinese you have characters that Mm -hmm. that are like
0: complete crazy complicated subjects
1: yeah all in one icon right Mm -hmm. like um and and so you know while it's a possibility these things were functional Um, at some point in the past, maybe the energy, what we know is as the energy cycle on earth was different back then. I'm kind of playing with a theory that the sun hasn't always been there Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: and that, you know, perhaps what we're coming to find out is like actually causing eclipses, which has been shown numerous times to really not be a possibility that it's the moon. Like the moon Mm -hmm. is in a separate part of, of the sky you know at this moment this eclipse happens so Mm. it's a possibility that there's something going on up there that we don't see and um and maybe now it gets really kind of weird when you look at what you don't see like is that the sun of a different dimension that's laying right on top of ours you know it could get really weird really quick when you look at like our perspective and i think that that's a possibility uh have you ever seen tomorrowland yeah and so, you know how in Tomorrowland, uh, George Clooney, or, or one of the, what is it, the kid gets handed yeah. a coin. And, yes. and she grabs this coin and suddenly she can see a different world, right? But it's mm. laid over the one that she's in. So she goes and, and is running into walls, trying to get to this place in this other world and, you know, winds up in the middle of some water, like mm-hmm. <laughs> almost drowning herself, like following this path to this mega city that is. You know for all intents and purposes uh revealed by this coin whether Mm -hmm. that coin is a key like a vibrational key um or not i think that that would make the most sense and i think that that's like when you talk about spirituality and people are like you got to raise your vibration to get to the next 5d earth or whatever right Mm -hmm. i think that that is you know we're not really being told the whole gist of it but i think that that is a part of it like raising your vibration lightening your heart right like if you look at egyptian like lore you find that when you get to the afterlife uh anubis will weigh your heart against a feather right so a lot of people look at that and they're like oh that means i better not sin you know or or i better just be completely kind to everybody all the time um now it could be that or it could be something else. I was watching American Gods earlier, which is a pretty interesting show.
0: oh yeah, um, I started watching it, that actually. it's pretty wild so
1: like I like the the uh the lore that's embedded in there. I think it's really interesting and uh so that's where like the just off the top of my head, the wing of the heart thing comes in, oh, and okay. this one lady gets gets up you know out there to the in between and um you know, presents her heart or anubis reaches in her chest and pulls her heart out and sets it on the scale and it's like weighing and you know she basically tells him well i did my best right and mm-hmm. he said your best is good enough and like it chokes me up thinking about it because i think all of us kind of have this default like sense of self-worthlessness when we think about yeah are, are we doing our best does this meet with expectations of others or of god right like Mm -hmm. am i hitting am i hitting all you know crossing all my t's and dotting all my i's and a lot of people carry around a lot of worry and a lot of fear a lot of anguish you know like around am i good enough i think that that's kind of a blanket thing for all people like we all at some point in our lives unless we have never learned to be self critical and i don't think that that could be a thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but who knows you know we all have kind of learned that our best isn't good enough, like just through the systems that are in place. Um, Yeah. Do
0: you think that's programming or do you think we come here like that so that we can learn the things we need to learn, like with the self-doubt built in so we could build? You know, I thought I
1: used to think that it was, I see exactly what you're saying and I'm mm -hmm. on with this. Um, I used to think that it was like, why did I get sent here to be punished? Like, did I hurt people in my last Mm -hmm. life? Um, Because I, I haven't had it like terrible but there's been some difficulties, right? Mm-hmm. And, and until, I guess, kind of recently, like in the last five years, I, I hadn't really woken up to my my soul and my purpose and, and my journey. Like I didn't even know I was on a journey. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I was so busy being programmed to be like self-loathing and doubtful and mm-hmm. fearful and all of these things. But if I never would have known that fear, if I never would have known that self-loathing, I don't think I could hold my head up as high as I can now, you know, I don't think that I would be able to reach out to others like like yourself or like through, through media, which is its own type of magic, you know, reaching out Mm -hmm. to people, sparking conversations. At some point in the past, I did not think that highly of myself to think that anyone would give a shit what I had to say. Um, And was that by design, you know, is culture designed to put us in that really dark place? i think that that is a big part of it and i don't think that it means it's inherently evil like the control system and and this is where i get get off saying like i'm feeling kind of like masonic about saying this stuff because they would probably say the same thing but i don't think that it's inherently evil and i think that that's why there's this weird duality that some folks will look at and i'm not i'm not a satan worshiper i'm not (laughs) i'm not a luciferian (laughs) I'm really not down with any organized anything. I, I think that they all have pieces of st- of information and, um, you know, understandings that we need to kind of have all. Like we need to have unity in order to really grasp all of this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that any of you know the religions as they stand are really big on unity. Like they no. seem to all be a lot about division <laughs> and you know setting you into a certain comfortable, albeit like uncomfortable state of fear um i mean christianity is a beautiful thing buddhism is a beautiful thing Um, they all have their really just beautiful and unique angles and i think that if you're fortunate enough to be open-minded to kind of expand on all of them at the same time you kind of get an idea that this system is actually and some people think it's sick and twisted and weird that we have to go through difficulty in life um you know in order to find ourselves but, you know, I think that many of us have been through a typical hero's journey, fought the dragon, saved the princess or prince, you know, in your case or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that we have all gone through something like that, maybe in the past life, maybe in a concurrent life. I mean, I don't know how time is another thing we'll have to touch on here in a minute. <laughs> time sure. is, a, is a weird, mind blowing thing. Yes. And, uh, you know, so I think that it's by design and it's for a purpose. And if you look at, like masonic teachings um you know the the kind of control system teachings you know they they talk about this alchemy of the soul and if you know anything about like precious metals and deposits like diamonds right th- these things take pressure and time to kind of come about much like our understandings and and the love that we can have like we all when we're very young you know we're in middle school we've just gotten our first boyfriend or first girlfriend or nowadays i think they're probably in freaking second grade as twisted Mm. as (laughs) well but like (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like we we have a certain capacity of love at that age but we really have nothing to base it on it's kind of all gut you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um it's a very like interesting thing the the way that understanding and love kind of tie together and Without like being indoctrinated and and therefore having to expand outside of that box, like if if we were never taught there was a box to expand out of, like we could probably get complacent. It might take a lot longer, um, you know, to to spiritually mature than if we're put under pressure, you know, yeah. and and we're we're constantly being given a, a different and new challenge, and these challenges all seem to be something i mean in my case and this is different for everybody everyone's on their own kind of journey you know some people this isn't a popular opinion uh, the one i have uh, about about some people just being here to be entertained i think that there's a vast quantity of you know consciousness units or souls or people um that are here specifically to enjoy it and
0: that's really interesting eh?
1: And, and, you know, I don't, and you can call it, oh, these people are evil. They're doing their, their most carnal desires on all of this. But I think that
0: That's their somehow the
1: system, the system has created all of these different unique perspectives that can be engaged in. And, you know, I think if time is infinite and our souls are infinite, then, you know, at a certain point, like souls are going to hunger for another challenge or something different. Right. And I think there's been some really wild run throughs, maybe not on this realm, but like there's been some out there stuff that now serves as a form of inspiration for folks. When they like look into the Akashic Record, they're able to see some of these other examples of lifetimes or of information from different you know worlds and universes. I mean, Nikola Mm -hmm. Tesla used to say that he was getting information through like radio broadcasts, you know, in his experiments and stuff Mm -hmm. like from other entities this is a pretty common thing in humanity as far as inspiration whether it's like the Virgin Mary showing up and telling you something or if you just have like like an internal vision and like know something's going to happen before it does or if you just have like an internal mechanism that somehow switches one day like seemed to have happened to me where it's like oh I really do need to learn. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I got outside of myself and was like, wow, I I really don't know anything and this is super interesting. And and that was about the time when I was like, all right, I'm done drinking, I'm done drowning what I think are sorrows, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so I put that stuff aside and focus on the path in front of me and like wouldn't you know that it it's opened up like exponentially since I made the decision to live like to consciously live like with intention. And yes, the system is set up to kind of steal that intention away from us. But I I think that's part of like the right to choose whether you want to, to grow or not. And I think unfortunately, a lot of the beings here are not really here to grow. They're just here chilling for a lifetime. Like, dude, how amazing is all the technology we have? How amazing are all the like, venues and concerts and art and all these different aspects of the human condition everywhere. Just, it's incredible, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I'm fortunate and incredibly blessed to be able to see it that way. <laughs> I didn't always, you know, um and strangely enough, part of what swayed me into kind of seeing things like that is an experience like seeing lights in the sky. Like that's like an outward confirmation of something I was already kind of going over in my own mind. Uh, Mm -hmm. in my own heart, like once the realization came that there's bigger than me and that the bigger than me is all and it's beautiful and it's like intricate and amazing. um, I kind of dropped all the fear. You know, I was like, maybe not all of it. I still am a human. You know, I have, Mm -hmm. I have fear if I'm driving to work, it's dark out. I might get, I might hit a deer, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so there's fear, you know, and fear is a good thing to have. You want to have that sometimes, Mm -hmm. Um, but not when I'm like sitting at home, just chilling, thinking, you know, like I don't want to be in the fear spot of, oh, I'm a meaningless speck in, uh, you know, on earth that's tilted at, uh, you know, 66.6 degrees going 66,000. <laughs> you know, like all of that. And that can make people very fearful. And for a long time, I was kind of on the fear fence with that. Like, am, you know, am I worthless, meaningless? As much as my indoctrination taught me that I was insignificant, as much as the ads on TV with the happy kids having their cool shit taught me that I was not, not set up well enough, you know, didn't have enough material things, wasn't pretty enough or outgoing or any of these things that we inadvertently learn, like throughout our lives, you know, Yeah,
0: that programming, all it does is it just serves to like make us, uh, just think that our material gains or what we can show other people is the only way that we can have importance in the world.
1: Right, right, exactly. And, that is so upside down and, and as far from the mm. truth as you can get. I think that that it's blatantly obvious. And if you talk to almost anybody who considers themselves awake or at least inquisitive or open-minded, like they will tell you, like this journey didn't start until I realized that that box was there, mm. right? Like, and you're like, what is the box? Well, you know, um, just like in the in the Garden of Eden, we'll say the serpent casts the box, right? Mm-hmm. You want to know the difference between good and evil. Here, live in this box, find your way out. And then we'll see if you you know. You know, the, the serpent's not just gonna touch you on the forehead and go, There you go, you know everything said and done. Now you're ultimately in sin forever. Like like so some of the stuff with, with religion, you know, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But like from a like symbolic perspective, a lot yeah. of it does. And I don't it's think it's encoded, all just right? Right. And there's there's codes upon codes, you know, yeah. like there's astrotheology, kinda like some folks talk about that. Jesus is the sun and it's Mm -hmm. going through the zodiac. So there's Mm -hmm. that encoding. There's also an encoding, you know, within the specific teachings. Like one of my favorites is um, tending the soil of your heart, right? Like uh, it talks about if your your heart soil is really stony, nothing will take. But Mm -hmm. if it's too lush and and you're too ready to believe anything, everything will take and you will have lots of weeds in your garden, Mm -hmm. you know? So like there's certain teachings and that's encoded with like you know, metaphorical means. So there's so many layers. And and I think that this is how reality is, that there are so many layers. And Fact, oh. since, since we're started, you know, we're started with indoctrination, they give us the first layer. Now, there's something called the second veil in Masonic kind of teachings. And this is when you see the guys in these pictures from the 1800s with one hand hidden. Mm -hmm. that's the symbol of the master of the second veil now the second veil is basically the intellectual control structure okay like what what is being used to hold that wool over your eyes so Mm -hmm. i think a lot of us are, are starting to be able to peek through that veil which is why we can recognize oh there's the symbol for the hidden hand oh there's the symbol for the uh, the baseball mm-hmm. diamond being, you know, the compass and square. So you're awake to that second veil. You're, you're able to see that it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like what you do with that is, you know, dependent on, I guess, whether, you, you know, you've come here to grow or not, um, or if you're just here on vacation. I think some people are, man. I think some people are here on vacation. Unfortunately, some people have set out with ulterior motives to be the bad guy. I mean, if you ever played, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Fable like on xbox like back in the day
0: oh it's like a uh sort of like a zelda type game yeah like an but rpg yeah.
1: and you pick the mm-hmm. path you want to go down you can either mm-hmm. become really a good person or a bad or you can kind of go between and you know if you're a bad person you have these like little horns that grow and if you're a good person you have a little halo right and oh, cool. so, yeah. so like i think that that everybody whether we know it or not and i don't think we know it and i think that that's by design like I think that if we are infinite beings, which, you know, I'll dare say I'm over the fence on that. I'm pretty sure that we are all infinite beings. And Mm. at some point, somehow we were all one, like together, Um, Mm -hmm. much like in the system of a down song, aerials, right? We're one in the river and one again after the fall. Like, so we're here, we're separated all from each other. We don't really realize that we're all kin and that we're all one and that it's just this beautiful energy that we all share. Um, and so we're all kind of trying to find our way back to that, that unity or that, that feeling of being less lonely. I think that that's why a lot of us, and, you know, I speak for myself on this, everybody's different, but a lot of us have this feeling of like, something's not right. Like, you know, I'm missing something. Um, and I think it's because we're all missing each other. Like, and it's, this really weird, kind of beautiful, you know, tear jerking thing. <laughs> like I think we all miss each other's company and that's part of the drive for us to interact with each other. So like there's all these mechanisms behind why we do the things we do. Control system is one of those, you know, Masonic handiwork, the 33rd degrees, all of this stuff is is a part of it. The second veil, so on. Um, but then like once you step out of that second veil and you can see the stuff going on, then you're like in a different box. Like suddenly you're in a, a box that starts out very lonely. You feel like you're the odd person out because everyone thinks you're crazy. Um, you know, if you were to go to like a doctor, a head doctor, you know, mm. they would give you some pills and tell you it'll be Loads okay. Loads of pills. <laughs> yeah, there's some blue pills, guy. You yeah. know, or or here's some red pills. You know, like yeah, you're gonna be yeah. in fear and not know what to do with it. Here's a red pill. Um, mm-hmm. It's black or blue, like all these different pills and. You know i think that those like serve a purpose to a certain extent um but i don't think any of us can really heal or Mm -hmm. or learn too much when we're being dumbed down like that Uh, Mm -hmm. the biggest one for me has been tap water and fluoride Mm -hmm. and uh, since i've like sworn off you know fluoridated anything my my mind feels clear um you know i'm able to access intuition a little bit easier um have really cool dreams now, which I didn't before. Um, and they seem to hold some specific meanings to me a lot of the time. And uh, yeah. so I think all of the poisons are are a part of that control system. And, like, you have to willingly give that stuff up. Like, I've stopped smoking. um, have to, you know, give up. I, next is cu- caffeine, if I can g- give that up. I That's don't know. my next it's, one, it's, too. It's I'm working hard, on dude. it. <laughs> it's pretty hard, dude, for sure. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm glad that I was able to stop smoking, and, and that's important. And so like all of these things we do to keep ourselves dumbed down or complacent um, are part of this box. Right. And mm-hmm. like, I think that our, our thing to do, like the goal is to break out of the box without shattering your mind, like, mm-hmm. and just like blowing your, you know, blowing yourself out into schizophrenia land mm-hmm. and being like completely <laughs> inconsolably like absorbed by all of this crazy information that are all possibilities like
0: yeah i have a question about this that I like i've been thinking about the whole time you've been talking because it's like just been like welling up in my mind so do you think that um the truth is encoded through everything because it's like an initiation process because we're meant to find it when we're ready to find it and it's not like it's eve like revelation of method it's like an initiation
1: You know, I think that that's a good way to put it, initiation, especially like if you look at, um, you know, the uh, hermetic teachings, like they would call somebody who's, somebody who's learning that stuff an initiate. Like once you can recognize that second veil, um, you know, the hidden hand, the stuff going on behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're, you're then, you're then basically an initiate. And, and if you know anything like the, the emerald, not the emerald Emerald tablets, but the Cabalion was written by three of these initiates, we have the number three, you know, encoded in everything. So it's a it's an important number. And, you know, whether it's mathematically, so on and so forth. But anyway, I I do think and, you know, it sounds woo woo to put it like this. And unfortunately, woo -woo is even a thing like I think it's important to kind of have that perspective of beyond ourselves. I think it makes things make a lot Mm -hmm. more sense. And the world becomes, you know, maybe it's a coping mechanism, but the world becomes more comfortable. When you realize that there's so much more, like so much more than even anything that we know. Um, But yeah, initiation, yes. And I don't think that, and and that's where some people would be like, oh, well, you know, if, if we're being put through this initiation without us knowing, then that's evil or that's dark, right? But like, maybe it's just the thing that we forget everything when we come here. Um, and
0: also, like, it's like, uh, we are choosing it if we want to be initiated, because we could sit here and be like, we could see beyond the veil and then choose just to think just to stay stuck in our box still, yeah. without like moving past and like learning about hermeticism and stuff and like, like, you know, learning more when there is more to learn.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, or being like stuck in one perspective. um, mm-hmm. And really a, death gripping it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of um a lot of people get stuck in like these ego traps like oh i'm a star seed um mm-hmm. so therefore everyone else is below me you know mm-hmm. um one that comes to mind uh i'll just put it out there because mm-hmm. I mean, he's all over his uh <laughs> his crap about this but this guy micah dank
0: mm-hmm.
1: um interesting character uh blatantly putting out there his masonic ties and has star seed tattooed on his arm and you know, it's <laughs> charging. He's charging podcasters to like come on their show and like uh, all this stuff. So he got caught in this ego trap, right? This this thing that's like blowing his head up. And a lot of people have done this. Like they've started getting insight, and now they sell that insight. Yeah, but because
0: right? like he did have some good insights about the Bible being encoded, right? That was my cadet. Yeah, right? I don't
1: think. Yeah, and I don't think. But he's like, long. yeah,
0: he uh, he also didn't make that up himself, right?
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's something yeah. that's something that most likely, you know, part of the required reading when you get into that Where second veil, yeah. you know, and, um, but I do think it was time, somehow it was time for that information to be presented like, sure. as a whole, you mm-hmm. know, and I think a lot of information is being presented to us as a whole right now. Um, whether that's like the doing of, of a God or like, an intelligence that could be akin to AI or what that mechanism is, I can't pretend to understand. But mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a flood. It's, it's not even a trickle of information at this point anymore. There's a flood of information out there. And if you choose, you can kind of wade your way through it and find higher ground, you know, higher and higher ground, I guess. Mm-hmm. But if you're not ready for it, or you just don't want it, you can just sink right back into the muck mm-hmm. and and, you know, get home and, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of distractions if you want
0: them. Like, yeah. Right. You
1: can go, and get. I could go right now and, and get, you know, mental health medication that will put me in the most like relaxed, dumbfounded, chemically happy state and just live the rest of my life like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to have the will and like, that goes back into intention. And I think that that's the difference between your, you i guess you call it like layperson or uninitiated mm-hmm. and an initiate um there's a lot of like i guess you call it bad press around being an initiate or or being learned about like the the hermetic teachings and things like a lot of I, people i sort of think that's that, like really bad
0: i sort of think it's by design like they kind of like have put out this image of like vil- So that people can vilify Freemasons, and then um, maybe people won't look into it. Like I think it's kind of part of the initiation, like to make it harder to, like the people that really are meant to get to look into it will only look into it. Kind of,
1: it's like that. Are you sure, button? You know what I mean? Like, are you sure you want to do this?
0: (laughs) Are you you sure you
1: want to break through and find yourself? And yeah,
0: go to yeah, yeah. It's like that. Are you
1: sure you're gonna click? click yes i'm sure you know and And yeah so a lot of it makes you like
0: scared to talk about it because people will think you're satanic if you talk about you know like i was really hesitant
1: yeah i was really hesitant to talk about that stuff for a long time about everything really that's like it's a trigger taboo taboo tabooified or whatever yes it's a trigger but like at some point yeah i clicked yes i'm sure and and kind of stopped worrying about all of these people I'd never met would never interact with, and their impression on
0: me—yeah,
1: uh, you know—when I don't even know who I am. Like, right? why would I worry? Why would I concern myself with what others are like believing or thinking about me? Especially if they've never met me. I'll never meet them. You know, they're just a bobblehead somewhere. (laughs) Like, why am I going to worry about that? That has nothing to do with my personal growth. And And,
0: yeah, it stops us from advancing too, because when we're worrying about what these people think and trying to like not show them think dislikable qualities about ourselves, we're not showing really what we think and we're not inviting the people into our life, our life that will help us grow from what we think. Yeah,
1: Exactly. If you don't, you know, put your step your foot through the door, you're going to stay home all mm-hmm. the time and you know while mm-hmm. home might be a comfortable blue-pilled existence so comfortable <laughs> um, you know I- exactly um what's outside the door is is usually far more interesting and and like involving you know um and yeah it's unfortunate that like the control system has gotten like a terrible rap um but you know if you look on the other side of things like on the other side of society like folks who've gone through university who have stepped into these roles as you know masturbations or this and this their perspective would tell you that there is nothing inherently evil about it and that no they're not worshiping you know lucifer or any of this yes there are some rituals but none of it is directed in like a negative fashion mm. um you know we still there's always going to be like bad apples in the bunch and mm. certain groups of people that are up to no good um, at least in in this version of of the world here that's that's a thing so mm-hmm. uh you know whether that's the case like in all versions i i can't pretend to to really know because hey i forgot everything too
0: <laughs> sometimes i think a lot of it's like an act like a play and they're just actors pretending that to be evil characters well they say
1: the world's a stage you know yeah uh, and and i think that that's pretty spot on i mean especially after you look at and a lot of this stuff, a lot of these thoughts and understandings for me come from looking into history and like the old world and what has been known as Tartaria, which I think is false. I think it should be mm-hmm. um, the the history of, of control would be like the history of Rome, you mm-hmm. know, like and Rome has had different names. It's had different like
0: the Vatican.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Vatican, Holy Roman Empire. Um, Holy Roman the, Church. The
0: same. austrian
1: Hung- hungarian like monarchies I, I mean it goes on and on and i think before that i think what we know as egyptian culture was like the eastern face or maybe the western face of the roman empire um because i it sort of seems think like, it's
0: like a there's an atlantis element that we just haven't quite untangled you know, from I, this i'm on the fence about atlantis
1: really um i think that it's it's what we're being given so there's a piece of like truth um embedded in that i think that it's more likely that instead of atlantis being like a city the size of what we think of as a city that atlantis was the realm like that was what earth was that's called.
0: what manly p hall says like it was seven continents and that's it was a worldwide civilization
1: yeah Yep. and that's exactly, where i was like, boom. i was just <laughs> looking at something earlier today about like the grand canyon you know and them supposedly finding uh you know egyptian temples that were like mm-hmm. it was like egyptian mixed with like buddhist like temples yep. you know and they found these in the the grand canyon uh 1500 feet down a cliff you know like <laughs> so yeah. i mean like way way like halfway down the freaking cliff of uh of the grand canyon and um, like a canyon wall yeah right and and supposedly you know this guy uh, i don't have it pulled up i probably should have but uh, it's pretty this, easy to
0: bear like for people yeah yeah back. it's yeah. a story
1: just like all things it's a story out there you know mm-hmm. people relax it'll be okay it's just a story everything's just mm-hmm. a story you know so, as soon as you start to realize that all of these tales are everything is spun everything here is is manufactured to get your mind functioning to a lot of it is to limit your intuition because if you keep fa- like following given rabbit holes and don't think for yourself like you're you're gonna stunt your like intuitive growth. Like sometimes you got to go with your gut and see what what you feel. You know, like I
0: sort of it, think these alternate routes are like temptations from the initiation,
1: right? Like the whole like the whole, like the whole um,
0: knowledge.
1: Like so many people have dove like headlong into into like Tartaria being the end all of yeah. what previous civilization was. I I think that it's just something that we're, we're obviously being handed this stuff. Yeah, the tar- tar-
0: Tartaria idea was like the breadcrumb. And then like, you could figure out what it really was or you could like stick with the idea of Tartaria forever and hang your hat on it.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot yeah. of people have, you know. Um, yeah. I, I try to be really careful like in my videos and stuff to not say that I like have it figured out. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And, mm. and that seems to be pretty – people are pr- pretty receptive about that, which I think is good. And I wasn't expecting it, you yeah. know. I I understand that some people want to be told what to think, but those aren't the people I'm reaching out to when I'm like going through a blog post and, you know, talking about the Grand Canyon is the biggest one I have so far. It's like way up there. It's blowing my mind, dude. I think I messaged you about this. I I put this video up probably three weeks ago and it's pushing 8,000 views and like several thousand of those have been like the last two days. And the comments are just flowing through and it's awesome. Like to interact with all these people, there's tons of different opinions out there. um, But some people respect the fact that I'm just presenting information to get a conversation started. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I think that that's important because I can't, I can't rely on everything that I'm reading or taking in from the internet to give me a real kind of solid foundation to go like, to be intuitive about, to go off of my gut. Right. Like I can't Mm -hmm. just look at Michelle Gibson's work and assume that all golf courses are covering up ruins yeah right. <laughs> in which they you know the the way that they're aligned with things it's really weird there's a lot of alignment stuff going on there and she's just on but point they build about that. them
0: all they build golf courses all the time in all kinds of places so like
1: yeah and i think that yeah. there's a lot of other things that are hiding things <laughs> yeah. and another yeah, one that she brings up are, are aggregate plants like cement factories i think that's yeah. a big one um that and and like everything ties together so all of that ties in with mining if there was a civilization here before and she talks about
0: ley lines too how and how it's laid out on sacred geometry just like the cities are laid in sacred geometry just like the buildings and the windows right right and And i think that that's
1: if you've ever seen a like a circuit board that has no circuits on it it's just like a template Mm-hmm. um the earth you know may have been like that and and get this like those wafers are made of silica right Weird. and oh and, my God. <laughs> and the earth is made predominantly of silica yeah so so like the things line up a lot you know what i mean and the way the energy flows um even if you look at based on like the space map right of the globe with the toro- the toroidal field going through mm-hmm. um so we're being shown you know a magnetic structure, whether the actual surface of the earth looks like a globe or is flat or whatever, they are at least showing us that torus mm-hmm. you know what i mean so so they in their opinion i'm sure it's it's all the information they have to give us and it's you know? the same
0: torus that our energy fields do around our bodies,
1: correct, yes, and they yeah. they emanate something between six and twelve feet depending on your your vibration and mm-hmm. and and also there's uh, I can't remember his name right now, but you know, anybody out there go go take a look at, at John Levi stuff. He talks about mm-hmm. this dude. He's a plasma physicist and he goes through a lot of stuff showing how magnetic fields work, how it's not like a bar magnet, it's more like two bowls, two counterfacing bowls, uh, looking like uh, mm-hmm. like a bow tie pasta. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think of a thing to to say like a or a like an hourglass. Pasta. Right. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I must be hungry or something (laughs) like Bowtie Boston. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot more to it. And like when I was growing up, we would look at um, electrons as like a dot with like another dot going around it. And Mm -hmm. these things were spheres, you know, in in our perspective Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. then. So like when you start looking at the magnetism of everything and everything is a magnet, it opens up possibilities that, dude, maybe we can zoom in far enough. And and this is why that that Hadron Collider, they're never able to find the smallest particle. It just keeps getting smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. and smaller. And they keep finding more and more. I think that that would be the case if you went the other way and, and got bigger. You know, like you pan out far enough and you're looking at what we call is like the Earth and it's it's its own magnetic hourglass and it's tiny by the scale of something much larger than us. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe this is where the idea of, of like kind of how we understand a God comes in um, as like a bigger person, like in the sky, right? Like we're all prone to like think about gods as being our size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. We all, we just automatically don't even consider size when it comes to anything. Um, but then like, you know, zoom out and you look at the circuit board pattern of the earth and, and then you like zoom in on your computer chip, like in your laptop. And this thing is like a quarter inch by a quarter inch, but has like a million connections in there, much Mm -hmm. like the earth has like a million connections, you know, and, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe they were putting churches and cathedrals and nodes and anodes all around the world to do something, um. The way that I've I've been looking at it, it it does. And you know, when we get back to like 1945, that's like the first computers were shown. And they're like the size of a room, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's this whole room is a computer and it had as much computing power as a fucking pocket calculator, right? So -hmm. like if you like expand that back in time, imagine computers getting larger and larger and larger all the way back through time. At some point, you would hit a point where a computer chip would be the size of what we call Earth. Like, if Mm -hmm. you just follow it back linear, like scientists like to tell us what's happened linearly, like you just follow it straight back. (laughs) And and so, like, I think that, yes, over time, they have just gotten smaller and smaller. I think that uh, one of the thoughts is, like, okay, is the Earth powering this illusion, right? um yeah. or this thing going on and this is like where it gets mind-blowing and like because like it's
0: a closed system or you could theorize it's a closed system and then it's powering itself
1: right right and you know the sun and the moon are being powered by the earth and the earth is being powered by the sun and the moon and you know everything we're we are all being powered inadvertently kind of through the sun whether mm-hmm. we, you know we're eating food which is a chemical sustenance that is grown by the sun mm-hmm. you know and so on um so A quick note, though, on like closed system is after looking into like free energy devices and and a lot of stuff on that, I've come to kind of understand that there's like no such thing as a closed system. Like there's always this weird element of an outside force acting on everything, even even in these like massive salt mines right underground. They've got this big tank of like salt water and they'll have a sensor in the middle and it's still picking up like photons or, or whatever it's picking up something from outside interacting with it you know causing mm-hmm. little sparks in the water or at least becoming visible to these sensors so that's showing that like even if you isolate something here on earth you know put it in a, a ball in the in the middle of the, the the earth or down in the bottom of an ocean you're still going to get these readings from outside like radiation so like really there's no closed system so, that like goes down this even crazier thing. Like people talk about Saturn kind like, of controlling time, or like Venus controlling love, you know, or these different aspects of what we call reality being controlled by what are known as archons, mm-hmm. or or archangels, or fast forward to Roman times, um, gods, you know, or planets. Planets are named after the gods. The gods are named after the previous version of Archon, which in Gnostic texts, they're, they're just the foundation, the cornerstones of reality. Um, one maybe is time, like one maybe is, uh, I don't know, certain aspects of light. So it, it, it all kind of works together to, uh, I, you know, I, I hate saying project a hologram, but when you start, when you start looking at what a hologram really is, like we're only familiar with the hologram made of certain wavelengths of light, like. That's what our human mind tells us about when we think hologram. But if you can imagine all matter is energy, everything is a waveform, getting into weird quantum physics stuff, then you know, it becomes kind of understood, I guess, that that like this reality in itself, if everything is energy, there's like there's things holding it together. Like people can call them dimensions or or archangels or archons like, whatever your name for it is, there's something manifesting this, like, uh, shared existence, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we all manifest our own decisions and our own things in our life ourselves. But somehow, whether it's, you know, outside of this place, or it's everything within this place doing it, you know, I don't know, I'm not on the other side, I can't, I can't say. And that's it's kind of part of the cool thing, frustrating, you know, but cool <laughs> about this reality. It's like, you know, um, but, but you've got to be open to all the possibilities to kind of be like, okay, what if it's all of this, right? Like, what if it is a God, um, a big man say, right. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're just, we're just like on his counter and, and like a Petri dish, you know, and like he's bigger and scale is different. Maybe up there, you know, magic works like the way when we think of magic, like conjuring this and that. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe we're just a magic experiment in some lab, like giant lab. Yes, it would have to be huge, like beyond our comprehension. Um, Like maybe we're just in a molecule or like in a single cell organism, like we're just a tiny part of it. So like all these things are kind of mind blowing and incredibly distracting, which I think is good. (laughs) you know i have not had to turn on mainstream anything in a very long time since i started looking into this looking into the hermetic great work and you know trying to keep like an objective perspective on it like without going well like you're saying like without hitting that gatekeep mode and being like oh well that's masonic so i won't think about it or oh that's you know buddhist so i won't consider it or oh it's christian so i won't think about it or any of these things or isms you know that like
0: or also like just throwing the bath out with the or the baby out with the bath water and saying like oh that's something that alistair crowley was interested in so that's evil like without even right. considering that everything he did was his intention you know what i mean not what yeah what yeah, yeah do as thou wilt yeah.
1: kind of thing yeah. and and you know um being a, a young goth kid once upon a time i i looked at at the uh the black bible and you know yeah. satanic handbook <laughs> yeah, of history, right like <laughs> you know look at that stuff and you know even though it's written by these people for a purpose uh to appear kind of benign and like okay <laughs> you know yeah. um really like the concept in itself is not inherently evil it's what people do with it it's That's that exactly free right. will that people use it for things like like dude if people are using their what they wilt to, like, manipulate and control others, like, unfortunately, that's their choice, right? Like, we all are Mm -hmm. given a choice. Um, Granted, you know, some of the choices people are making have to do with riches and wealth in this world, and and that's fine. Maybe they're here for that reason. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, it's it's weird. It's, like, a fine line between, like, tolerance, um, understanding, compassion, and empathy, like, all at the same time, Mm -hmm. just because, like, like instead of looking at something like I don't understand and like deifying it or calling it demonic, um, Mm. you know, like just kind of being understanding that it's a thing, not really gathering like what the mental process is behind how that's happening or -hmm. what, but recognizing that it's different from mine and having some kind of tolerance for it. I'm not saying, and, and this is where it gets kind of like twisted up and garbled is like some people will be like, Oh, um, well, the way you're talking, you must think that it's okay for like children to be, you know, kidnapped and, you know, like, like mm-hmm. aliens to be experimenting on people and not just cows, you know, like all of these things. And I'm like, no, that's not exactly what I'm driving at, but I can understand the, uh, the need for that data i guess like
0: Mm
1: -hmm. everything seems to be gathering its own little data like we all have our lives and that is information coming in and leading to some giant hole you could call it the akashic record or the ai in the sky or you know whatever you want to look at it as um but we're all creating all this data and then like in a very different octave of reality we're seeing this happen in real time, in our computer systems and in the cloud, we're seeing this data collection. We see that these companies and all this stuff, like the only valuable thing on this planet anymore, is data. Yeah, like the only thing. Um, yes, they're using gold to facilitate that data gathering through electronics and things, but
0: data is king.
1: That data is king, right? And mm. so, I think that on a, on a different level. Like, expanding outward and scale and time and everything. Uh, that's another thing. When you look at scale, if you can imagine, like, zooming into something very small, that thing's going to be vibrating super fast, it will appear to us. Mm-hmm. Like, so fast that we can't, like, as we observe it, the waveform sticks, and then it continues vibrating. So, so do we, you think we that
0: hurt. smaller things experience time differently because they're vibrating? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes.
1: And, and I think that… That's certain to me. Yeah, I think I think that if we were like say we were a million times larger than we are, right? And and we looked down at the earth <laughs> and the earth was like like a piece of sand, right? Mm-hmm. Or like the the galaxy, the mm-hmm. the called the milky way or whatever, wherever we are like was like tiny like a speck. Like in Horton hears a who, right? Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> you know how in Horton hears a who when they tried to shout at him? Well, it all sounds all yeah, you know, like really high pitched because the vibration is higher. It's a different wavelength. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if you expand outward and you get bigger, these things would be operating on massive time scales. And like when you look at the Vedic texts uh, about cycles called the Yuga, they have like yeah. divine, a divine year, which mm-hmm. is like 26,000 of our years um, oh. or, or divine minute or like something, some outrageous exponent of, of like of time and like the mayan calendar also has these different cycles so you know i beg the question are these cycles were these given to us by different scale entities and so like a 256 year cycle is maybe just one of the cycles from the next octave up and so on like and and i think the only way to think about it is an octave like um when you have music playing you have an a An A in this octave and an A in a different octave. And one sounds like, uh, one sounds like, uh, you know, so you have different octaves. I think that reality is kind of layered like that and quantum physics kind of backs like a lot of the stuff up. Density also does, you know, if you're a flat earther, then you know that like gravity is not a thing, it's density. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you think about like when you get to the lowest density at the top of the the atmosphere where the air is the thinnest you should then have some form of a transition to the next octave. And that next octave would start over at the bottom again. So um, I think it's a big possibility that like what we see as the sky is the bottom of an ocean for a different realm. Oh, that's and really
0: like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: it, and it's so it's like musical scales. We are in or shades like we are human, right? Like we're, like we're in layers,
0: black. right?
1: right right like uh oh. like a like a what do you call it like a lasagna you know yeah. we're we're one of the noodles and there's like a different layer of cheese above us and then there's like a layer of sauce above that <laughs> you know and maybe yeah. these are different realms like one of them maybe is called mars you know or one of yeah. them maybe is is something else i think that it's more likely especially if the flat earth is a thing right yeah, like yeah. it's actually a thing um that that uh we would be like instead of it being like a super scary like we're in a bubble like being kept on a giant shelf in some kind of weird twisted like subservience thing creating energy mm-hmm. that may very well be <laughs> i'm not no, gonna i'm not gonna doubt that you know it gets kind of mm-hmm. weird like you ever seen rick and morty and they have the little little box with a dimension yeah. in it and all the people in the dimension are doing stair steppers to power his car You know what I mean? Like, so so maybe there is something like that going on. I I think that, you know, whatever is on the next octave operates with a different set of like energetic requirements. Um, We are able to eat our vegetables and fruits and, and meat and get chemical energy. But perhaps these other entities really do need our worship or really do need our attention or our consideration, right? Because if you. If you go to a neurophysicist or, or you know a, a neurologist they will tell you that your brain is constantly emitting frequency waves and mm. is receiving them also not just through your ears eyes nose mouth etc but um you know you are actually an antenna that you're emanating out energy and receiving energy a lot of we've forgotten or just aren't allowed to use the receiving part a lot mm. um, some say that's what intuition is is turning that antenna on been talked about like that getting downloads things like this yeah so energy goes somewhere and it's infinite um like that much we've pretty much been allowed to understand like there's no destroying energy um matter is energy there's no destroying matter i think that what we assume is atomic energy is a different kind of reaction i don't know that it's destroying anything i think it's just like a catalyst of a different kind of creation and like maybe we are creating a different type of energy through our love, through our hate, through our passion, um, or maybe it's just our existing. Like maybe there's something that comes behind us, like Stephen King's of the Langoliers, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and, and this thing gobbles up the previous timeline from a second ago. You know, maybe there's something mm-hmm. consuming that energy that just existed a moment ago. And that's the importance of time. Like, I do think that we probably are powering something greater, much like our you know micro stuff uh, our quantum computing our hadron colliders these different things are creating and expressing energy for us Mm -hmm. um you know um maybe we are you know the atomic structure of a much larger thing and so on and and this would probably extend you know infinitely um and i think that brings up a very interesting question of like all right wait a minute what what is god if there's like another layer And then there's another layer above that, and so on. Like, what? What would that? What would that? How high up
0: does it go? Where's the roof? Maybe it's infinite, right?
1: Yeah, and maybe when it cycles back around, you're just staring at yourself in the fucking face. I think about that all the time. (laughs) <laughs> like it go- I
0: go out and sm- smaller and bigger so far and it's just me and then coming back around yeah
1: you're just looking yourself in the eye like you you're you're looking you're looking into a tiny tiny time bubble and looking down on your other self having the thought about being in there and because you have that thought boom you're in there and like it, it gets wild when you're open to possibilities like there's no end to the yeah. madness but it's also so beautiful like uh it just it hits my heart so much friendlier and and more full of love than thinking i'm just a power processor or you know energy creator for like a larger me or something yeah a link in the like, fractal
0: or something but, but, yeah. Right, <laughs> but, but like,
1: but like ultimately like you wind up like if in a fractal you'll zoom in and you keep going and you keep winding up back into a similar but slightly different place like and it's weird it'll be it'll line up a little bit with the place you were 10 seconds ago as you zoom in but it'll be you know unique a unique pattern a unique fractal pattern will will unfold within you know deeper within this one fractal so i think that if we had the ability to zoom out like pan all the way back we would wind up seeing that happen that same fractal layering that happens like when you take some LSD or some mushrooms yeah, or, yeah, you know, you go yeah. on a computer and pull up a, you know, a visualization of mathematics.
0: A DMT poster or something.
1: <laughs> right, right. You know, and especially those moving ones. I think those yeah. ones have got it about as right as you can.
0: Nailed it, right?
1: Right, right. And, and so I think that that's, that's why why space travel would be maybe limited because mm-hmm. you actually have to go bigger. <laughs> yeah and you know if you're if you're just a tiny little speck that's why these spaces or these distances maybe seem like infinite like million light years you know like yeah. yeah because in our specific little size like that's how it looks but if you were like a billion times larger holy shit dude like that that would be like an inch you know what i mean like yeah y- you could just you just be there <laughs> <laughs> like, and I think maybe that's that's where like time comes in. I think time has to do a lot with scale, and we're just not told yes, any of I that. Think you're and, right. and like, oh man, as far as the Earth being a sphere, I think where that concept comes from is, uh, you know, we have the celestial spheres that have been dictated throughout time of like the path of you know different planets, and they're always mm-hmm. depicted going around a central spot, mm-hmm. and. Much like an electron will have a nucleus, but will have its electrons supposedly flying around. Granted, nothing is is solid because everything's a waveform. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it gets weird, it gets involved, but it, it just gets so beautiful. Like when you start thinking about all these different aspects, and and yeah, you've got to step into that initiation in order mm-hmm. to start seeing this stuff or even considering it. Like, man, I remember a year ago, I thought I was going crazy, like trying to yeah. explain some of this stuff to people, but then i mean you don't people.
0: quite grasp it too so it comes out you like slowly and then you're like understand more all if the time right? it's
1: just sitting at the mouth like non-stop yeah. right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and, if you just start and, talking to everyone like you think you know everything like in a week you're gonna understand everything completely different and exactly. you feel foolish about that's you know. the crazy thing
1: and that's what makes it okay to vent all this stuff and talk about it and have the conversation that most people only have when they're fucking blazed, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be just ripped, mm-hmm. chilling on the couch, having the best pizza of your life to have some of these conversations, you know? And um, and so it's been stigmatized also. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of these conversations have been put in the category of that's just stoner talk. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> you're for just sure. high, bro. You're just yeah. high. There's no giant people say that to said, me not. a
0: lot about when they don't understand <laughs> what i'm talking about they say like okay smoke another one i'm like you'll you'll see one day you'll see <laughs> yeah
1: yeah for sure hopefully you know hopefully we find out in in this life but if they don't i you know i think that we do have that choice you know yeah. we have that choice whether we want to step into it or not and
0: And, like, give people the space to make the choice. Like, before I thought we had to, like, make everyone see things the way I've seen it. But I've figured out that's totally wrong.
1: And it's completely, like, improbable. Like, it's never going to happen. um, Because, like, we all have our each unique, like, set of circumstances and thoughts Mm -hmm. and all this crazy stuff. And then, like, you look at there's seven, eight billion people on this planet all having their own individual process totally unique
0: experiences it's
1: crazy and Mm -hmm. and so like to me you know that makes sense like okay there's all these experiences happening that's a lot of data for like the meta machine in the sky or whatever's going on like
0: you Mm -hmm. know it's
1: like so we're all creating generating this it's all going to like the akashic record now some people will be like well uh, the akashic record is god or the mind of god Mm -hmm. you know or are these all just like aspects and we're doing our best that we can to kind of understand something based on ourselves as people and Mm -hmm. like really like I, i i can't help but feel that there's more and more and more beyond 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 and like and it's all just a process of learning and like that jumps into like the starseed stuff and you know we're here in soul school and melchizedek is you know, teaching us and your archangels on your shoulder, kind of guiding you. Uh, I think these are just ways that we explain some of the situations that have happened to certain people. Um, like I've had a situation where I swear I've been guided from an external, kind of external voice, or you know, intuition, mm-hmm. or or something like. So I'm comfortable with saying that I have guides. I have guidance. Mm-hmm you know what that is is it just me like on a different level is it me from yeah. the future is it me from the past is it a giant freaking purple alien you know is it in something in your
0: dna is it so, is like your ancestors or like right. I, I have the same thoughts
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and, see, and see i don't even smoke anymore so it's not just a stoner <laughs> thought like yeah, right. i hope people can get over i hope people can get over that uh that it's just you know maybe i just smoked way too much weed now i'm permafried, bro uh, but, man, you know, man. but, you know, but, you know, I guess if, if I'm permafried, then fucking bring it because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the most comfortable and happy in not knowing that I've ever been, you know. And I just hope that, that like, through our conversations and stuff, like, people can get there, you know what yeah. I mean? People can, can open up to possibilities. I think that's the biggest thing. Is it, is it a possibility? I think you could say yes to anything you know anything is a possibility yeah it's like an offer right
0: it's like an energetic offer and then you can make it an exchange of energy or you can ignore the offer
1: that's a really awesome way to put it i like that yes and and i think that there are like infinite offers out there and that's Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. that's what you know like the inception of like a muse you know Mm -hmm. or like inspiration is like it's an energetic offer you know are you going to connect For sure or are you not going to connect um is it a, it's like an open gate to a completely different circuit mm-hmm. and if your mind's open but you got to be careful you don't short circuit your mind trying <laughs> to jump down too many paths at the same time <laughs> yeah. um you know because stay grounded right or, or, right exactly dude and that's mm-hmm. another crazy thing i've found really like therapeutic and beneficial is grounding i got a grounding pad and like if i'm not having a very clear-minded moment i'll go and you know sit on that thing and kind of meditate for a while i can tell the difference like just sitting on it yeah. meditating than if i weren't it seems I, to help i don't i don't know how like well energetically think, like
0: helps. people like us who put our minds into like a million different avenues at once really really need the grounding of like just like cent- recentering ourselves when we're like our tethers are cut and we're off in space for a while yeah all
1: these little (laughs) phalanges are flying around right yeah so then it's like yeah all right dial it in bring it into the center push all that stuff that doesn't serve you out and back Mm -hmm. into the earth and like and see like we haven't yeah we haven't (laughs) even touched on like is the earth alive or is a machine like these are all crazy things that could be either way like even if it's a giant circuit board could that be another life form that we just don't understand? You know I, what I mean? Like, honestly, like we're starting one ta- to.
0: One time I was meditating and I swear I felt the earth's heartbeat, as crazy as that
1: sounds. No, it, it doesn't sound crazy at all. Sometimes like, it was you get a, a really vibration. intense
0: moment for me, like in my life. And that did it have
1: did it have a specific sound to it or it was like, like well, how you explain I, it? I
0: put my hand on the ground and my eyes were closed and I could feel it like under my hand. And then I like pull my hand away and then I put it back and it was still there. And I put my face and I couldn't feel it with my face or hear anything. And it was just under <laughs> my hand. And then like the I was at a yoga class or were at the end. We were doing meditation. And then when the lights came on, like I sat up and I was like, that's so weird, man. Like, and that's like so I t- awesome. I then every those. time I went back to the class, I tried to feel it because I was like, it must be sounding in the floor. But like, I know it wasn't. I felt it.
1: Well, and, and seeing and that's like the crazy awesome thing, like we are we are offered these man, just beautiful personal truths, mm-hmm. right? Like for each of us. And, and and you're right about it being like an energetic transaction. Um, You know, if you're ready for it and like it's one thing to think that you're prepared to like, <laughs> you know, like I, I really I really thought, you know, that I was prepared to dive into all of this when I did. Mm-hmm. Um, But it turns out, like, I wasn't prepared until very recently. And then, like, Mm -hmm. as soon as I I really didn't even think, just knew that I was prepared to, like, step outside of everything I know and be receptive, but also, like, somehow communicate my findings back to others to kind of give back. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I think there's a lot of things, like, in certain organizations, like AA, right? Like, you don't keep what you have unless you're giving something back. So it's an energetic transaction. I think that like that's one way of of saying it. I think that that's awesome. And yeah, I hope there's others out there, you know, listening that have had their own personal truth moments. I've had a few, uh, one that we started off with, you know, today was was a big one of those. Um, Mm -hmm. Next time we'll probably have to share some of the uh, other kind of wild like Mm -hmm stuff we did we dug all over the place today i'm stoked yeah. to have had this this conversation with you i'm glad we got to hit some hermeticism and
0: honestly everything we talked about is bad. this like where my mind and heart has been lately so it's That's just awesome. like we really know, synchronized like, for me like everything I'm you confident. said I'm just like boom 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 like- <laughs> i am confident
1: that there's a ton of people out there feeling the same way um and you know a lot of us have just been taught to shut up about it or to not ever think of saying anything to anybody or like uh, we're taught to engage our energy with the systems that's Mm -hmm. it not like each other like but we are a system everybody you know Mm -hmm. like we're a beautiful humanity Mm -hmm. that's being like so underutilized uh energetically and that's why they're taking our energy and redirecting it to their projects Mm -hmm. like they're redirecting our energy to like through 5g and and this jab supposedly creating antennas in people, like that's because people aren't doing anything with their energy, dude. Mm-hmm. Like they they are just feeding well, the machine. And yeah. so they're like, Oh, there's a machine here. Let's fucking you know what I mean? Let's tap this. It yeah. it makes sense and it sounds it sounds a little, you know a little second veily for me to say that stuff. And yeah. you know, I wonder how many people out there would be like, dude, that guy, that guy's a Freemason. I know it.
0: They're definitely <laughs> that's there's always gonna be that but i feel like once you understand things better than people that understand yeah, things so, better too. don't say that so then yeah it's yeah just, and if, if yeah. you think that
1: that's what i am then dude in my mind it's i guess fine, that's whatever. what i am for you yeah. It's cool. yeah i don't have to go to any lodge meetings or anything so i think i got the long end of the stick on that one because <laughs> i don't have to do any of their stuff to be considered one of them possibly
0: yeah and like as far as like talking about this kind of stuff i kind of always like have this quote in my mind that i think of all the time that's whatever you give yourself permission to do you give permission for the world to do so if you want to hear people speaking about this stuff honestly then speak about it honestly like
1: a hundred percent i didn't always feel that way or think that way but after this last year definitely what what you put out freaking not only does it come back to you but you give that to others. You create a new like platform for a completely new thing. And like a lot of people are realizing that. Hopefully we don't go along with like the the thing that we're being handed, which is like, oh, you know, just um, you know, meditate, don't do anything about your world because 5D earth is coming, you don't have to worry. Yeah. Just but go watch happen the to secret. Die,
0: smile yeah. If you happen more. to die,
1: it's because you <laughs> <need> your body <laughs> needed to die. Your body needed to die so you can move to the fifth D. Don't worry about mm. your kids. You can go ahead and die. Your kids mm. will come with you. Like there's all kinds of really weird, twisted like things going on with that. Yeah.
0: It is a really strange or like I'm an alien, it's fine. Just pay my course and then you can move to five D. You won't be ready unless you buy it. It's only hundred and twenty dollars.
1: Yeah, it's every only two ninety nine US. Yeah. Two ninety nine US, three hundred and fifteen English pounds. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, come on, people. Yeah, I mean that's plans. cool. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong; like I've had a lot of really awesome interactions with a lot of people doing. Amazing There's great things teachers out there. there, right? Yeah, there yeah. really are. But I think once you make the decision to learn, I don't think anything can stop you. And I, you don't I, you really need really
0: people to show you things. You you have it in you. Like you need to listen to yourself and like follow the path of the mystery.
1: Yeah, it's taken me, gosh, 37 years now to understand what my dad met by all you got to do is get out of your own way, buddy. <laughs> like, like that's what a great like,
0: bit of advice.
1: And that's that's the piece of advice I think I would give to anybody out there. Of course, it's easier said than done. Of course, everything worth doing is easier said than done. And on top of that, it's worth doing right. But what is right? That's right. up to you. You know what I mean? Like that's up to each of you, everybody and- out there.
0: It's like another way of saying it is you that's in your way. <laughs> it's no one so fuck, it's you. nothing else. It's just fucking you. So like, get out of your own way.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's like, and, and so like, and you can find this in almost every spiritual teaching. You can find it in almost every ancient writing, you know, uh, from Gnostic to Christian, even atheists understand the concept that you're in your own way. Right, mm. like so, so it's out there. It's there for you to see if you want to see it. All you got to do is get out of your own way. Yeah. What that looks <laughs> like, for, what that looks like for each of us is way different. Like completely. You know, I didn't realize I was in my own way until I got out of my own way, and I don't think any of us, you know, really will. I'm still, no. yeah, partially. I'm still standing in my own way on certain things, dragging my feet, scared of success, enjoying self sabotage. You know, that's part of the human side of me. Um. But like just just in my saying that right now, I've completed a transaction somehow. Like, yeah, I've said, listen, you know what I mean. And so it's out there. The universe has it. The AI even has it. So the universe mm-hmm. within the universe has it. You know, mm-hmm. and it's within my personal universe now that I've said that and admitted to it. So like, uh, it, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so yeah. mind blowing. It's so much fun to chat about all this. Yeah. Went a little deep for folks today. I hope that they. Uh, appreciate and and can dig it and no uh, it's
0: like the direction that my whole show has been heading lately so it's like right in line randy like awesome yeah. yeah i've been <laughs>
1: stuck in the old world for a bit and like this is how it all ties together is That's through the like thing. the soul we start stuff. finding
0: all these matching parts and then we're like what is this how does this fit together what does this mean and then it comes to like this this like hermetic law type stuff i think
1: yeah it, it does and and you know unfortunately like we were saying everybody uh well i say everybody but your mainstream people look at it as culty mm-hmm. you know like um dark like everything is dark arts to some people mm-hmm. um i think that i think that too, i think that darkness idea. is dark arts right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like you know what i mean the opposite it's the dark of...
0: intention it's not
1: the art Right, and now that doesn't mean, uh, and again, i'll I'll post face <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and that doesn't mean everything you know, inherently like viewed as good is positive or everything viewed as bad is negative. Mm-hmm. There's like this weird there's this weird balance that's happening yeah. and 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 yes, subjectivity based on your perceptions. so mm-hmm. it's different all over the place. It's crazy fractal essences everywhere. Um, magic. hopefully, hopefully folks, it is magic, man. It's yeah. a beautiful, magical <laughs> world. And, um, you know, I don't think anything's outside the realm of possibility.
0: What a great note to end the show on. Like. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I, dude, I so appreciate you having me. I'm glad we're yeah. able to catch up on, on all this stuff. And man, uh, if, if anybody out there wants to take a look at some of the dives I've done, go check me out on Instagram at random Think fractal and you'll have fracts uh and also it's on i've got a lot of stuff on youtube now it's kind of kind of hitting pretty good a lot of you know chat i'm gonna check that out because
0: there'll be some visuals then
1: yes yes so, and yeah. a lot of it i've tried to base some of the presentations off of like blog postings so that people can find the information cool. that i'm presenting love. pretty easily yeah. um and so you know one of the blogs that i like to frequent is called stolenhistory.net. history.net.org oh, it's amazing yeah, stuff. It, <laughs> and Yeah, it's amazing. But, and, you know, the cool thing about a blog is is you have perceptions from so many different types of people coming from so many different angles um, that, you know, you're able to find some things that are, like, heliocentric, some things mm-hmm. that are, you know, flat earth, some things that the earth is a donut or, you know, whatever. You can find all of it there. Um, but what's important, I think, is to – steal back our our story you know that's a, a big tagline that i've been putting on everything is our story you know you mm. should want to make it your own and and grow as much as possible from it and, and kind of engage in the alchemy instead of letting it happen to you, mm-hmm. you know? um,
0: yes it's collectively so, yeah, it our work. story and like individually too right exactly exactly
1: <laughs> yeah. and and you know i i use the the term we a lot when i'm talking about myself because there's shoot i'm a different person today than i was yesterday yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. i'm a different person than the day before so those are all me like yeah. we you know the royal we like the big lebowski yeah. says yeah. i did drop that from my intro though because it was a little convoluted but <laughs> <laughs> i dropped like, that, that out. It? <laughs> but it, it helped me out it helped me out it helped me gain some confidence and and put some stuff out there and let people know that I'm coming from so many different directions that it takes a, it takes a collective mm. army to, it really to kind of try to dive down all these rabbit holes. But yeah, come check out the YouTube, uh, check yeah, out well, the Instagram, come and chat with us over there. All, we'll all, post all, all of your we.
0: links <laughs> in the show notes for you and then everyone can connect Sweet. with you there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I love all having a right. conversation. And you know, anybody out there that has something that they want to throw out there that needs to be looked into from a possibility. Uh, different angles you know mm. throw it my way and of you know i'm game for it absolutely thank you so much for having me on right I really on appreciate it
0: thanks all randy see you later
1: absolutely much love bye
0: Bye-bye.